0: No lizards, no aliens, no nonsense. This is Reality Bites in association with Sovereign Independent UK and One World Chronicle.
1: Welcome to Reality Bites Radio on the 25th of September, uh, barely a week after the Scottish referendum, uh, when they all found the people to for some form of independence or but uh, I have on the line, uh, Alan, It's regular monthly? It's not a week later than normal because it was uh, moving. But uh, you there, Alan?
2: Yes, I'm here, yeah. Okay, uh, I suppose we'll launch right into
1: it. Um, did, you, did you watch much of the, the coverage? Wanted to see any of the coverage or anything about the Scottish referendum up in Canada?
2: Uh, not much at all. In fact, I wasn't, I wasn't really interested because it's, it's, a, it's a red herring. Whichever way they voted, they're still under the superpower of the EU. And uh, Rompuy last year said that the age of the nation-state is over. Uh, anyone who joins the EU is literally a province of uh, of this superpower. So the whole thing is a joke where they voted one way or the other. It would just simply speed up the dismantling of Britain. That was really the point of it all. Because again, last year too, the EU floated the idea of uh, joining Scotland with uh, maybe even Norway under a kind of province – and parts of the east coast of England with part of France. So they want to divvy up the, the, all of those old nations into little provinces and subsections to be easier to manage uh, so they can never get together again as a power, basically.
1: Yeah, I, I, I read a couple of years ago, least, uh, that that kind of situation was already in place where my Norway was one in Scotland and uh, the, the, the France was one in the southeast of England, then they had the French region of the European Union for, uh, and you uh, passed by on by America for some reason but um, yes yes yeah, yeah. uh, there was an interesting uh, video was produced by well, was produced by the BBC at 10.45pm uh, last uh, Thursday when the so-called referendum was on and this is 45 minutes after the votes have just been started uh, getting counted and uh, the Scottish Conservative leader Ruth Davidson on there saying that um, they'd she admitted that postal votes um, amounted to 18% of the vote that I wasn't allowed one. so I don't know who these people were uh, you weren't allowed one, I'm sure and yeah. uh, you know look, we have 16-17 year olds um possibly immigrants uh, from Poland or wherever being allowed to vote um, and she, she admitted it was 18% of the votes and uh, that the sample openings she called them uh, were encouraging, now these boxes have been opened weeks before the pair had taken place and uh, Mm -hmm. she said it was um, going into the vote today our side would have a lead and then she goes on to say they're not counted until 10pm on voting day so she knew in advance that the side were going to have a lead but apparently they weren't counted Um, but the boxes have been opened Uh, she admitted and and then she went on to say but it's illegal to discuss that while the ballot is going on but she's just discussed it
2: yes yeah (laughs) Yeah, oh, the whole the whole thing is such a joke, though, because um, number one, uh, no one's come out and said how Scotland would even survive in its own when it's never had anything for hundreds of years that really belongs to it, and even the so-called Bank of Scotland is still eighty percent owned by uh, the British, the the London government, basically. And a city of London So I mean uh, How can they suddenly go it alone Because no countries come forward To say they'd financially even back them To get them kick started And get them going uh, For industry Back in the 60s I don't know if people realise That the, the, the Royal Institute for International Affairs Had their big meeting To decide the future of Britain And it's all over the papers And um, they said that When you turn Scotland into a tourist industry They'd completely de-industrialise it and that was the plan for Scotland. And, uh, and they, they followed their plan for, for sure until uh, most of were trying to get out of the country for many years because uh, it's been living in a financial depression for, for about 30, 40 years. And they've been encouraged to simply to get out of the country. And now, as you say, too, there's so many immigrants flooding in from the EU because they they're allowed to do that now that they're under the EU, they've got to accept all immigrants from the EU, that uh, who is Scottish anymore anyway? I mean, it's a bit of a joke. E- even the, 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 the SNP government, uh, as people come in from other countries, who are on in, in their governments, and I heard one guy last year who I think was from India, uh, who belongs to it, saying that he, was, he would be put in charge of the distribution of foreign aid to foreign nations. And I thought, where's, delusions are grander. The country can't even look after its own. It's so damn broke. And he's going to give cash away to third world countries. Uh, charity begins at home. So it was such a, the whole thing was such a farce. Uh, um, even when the Soviet Union supposedly suddenly just changed the story we're given in the West... Uh, They sent over guys from the US Federal Reserve and from the the City of London, the banks, uh, to kickstart them off and get them into the so-called capitalist system. That's how all the specially chosen oligarchs over in Russia ended up with all of the shares, basically, that were supposed to be distributed to the people uh, because everything was state-owned. Uh, but at least they got a, a start off and no one's come forward at all and said how they'd even help to run Scotland to get the financial structure go and get some industry in the country and all of that because the plan is not to ever bring industry back to those countries as you well know you yeah, know well, I, I was kind of pushing
1: towards the fact that they'd probably fix a yes to bring that you know, dismantlement mm-hmm. that they'd about and then you know, once it, it seems they fixed fix the no it, all, <laughs> it You start listening to what they're saying now they're talking about um, um, English home rule I I don't know who they want to roll for so uh, I don't know what that's about but they're talking about Welsh home rule they're talking about Northern Irish home rule so I mean Mm -hmm. this is this is needed a bigger break up than was initially kind of viewed even if Scotland went on its own anyway so and uh, the evidence is mounting that they did fix a note uh, to bring this about Mm -hmm. and now now I read today uh, that the the yes campaigners, if you want to call them that, are now planning these massive rallies with, uh, you know, up to ten thousand people. Uh, there's one planned for next week, and I think there's another planned for November. Um, and I'm just wondering if they're trying to instigate violence here and uh, set set Scottish people against each other, uh, because there's all, already a big sectarian problem with uh, a unionist kind of element to it anyway. And yes. Perhaps they're going to go down that road. Um, there was a question in the chat box here along those lines. Do you think you know you'll know, spread information alone is going to do this, or is it going to get violent? Well, you know we already saw some violence in Glasgow apparently. Um, whether that was staged or not, I don't know, but uh, there was uh, an image put around of a young girl wrapped in a saltire, surrounded by a, a gang of youths or um, young know, English men or whatever. Going um, mm-hmm. on about the Union Jacks, and they were, they were ripping the scarf up the saltire up her back as if to say, you know, there is no Scotland anymore, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was staged or not, because I, I don't know what cameraman's going stand by and allow that to happen. But uh, there you go. Um, do, do you think there's, there's some element of, of kind of a possibility that they are trying to instigate some form of violence to bring in? Some some more draconian legislation because the, the only two parties that seem to have any kind of clout in Scotland and who are organising these rallies are the, yeah. the SNP, which is a basically a communist party anyway.
2: But, well, the, the whole thing is it's such a, again it's back back to the farce thing because even the SNP, when you look at the people who are in it, they're all international socialists. Internationalists are sworn to internationalise and do away with the nations. And here's the guys at the top of the SNP pretending to be nationalist to get your country back, it's, it's a complete farce it's a Trojan horse
1: you know. Yeah, I mean Alexander is a uh, socialist and uh, the, the other party that's involved uh, oh, in this, is the Green Party so that's, that's the two people pushing rallies uh, to, to so, know, supposedly try and overcome this vote or whatever but um, there's no chance that's ever going to happen and they, and they must know that uh, they're not going to get a recount, they're not going to get another vote so there can only be one reason for it, and that is to, to cause kind of, some kind of civil disturbance um, whereby they can, they can put, begin can down as they, they always really intended to do. Um, there was uh, one. Th- th- there was a, a claim made by I think it's the same Ruth Davidson, who said that uh, there'd be no evidence whatsoever that uh, there wouldn't be rigged. There was no none of the international um, election um, observers had, had mentioned anything. And yet, yeah, you've, you've got the Russian one coming out saying the whole thing was right uh, he so many, many. He said, he's, "I think he said that every possible um, avenue of electoral fraud had taken place." Now, if that's not an indictment of what went wrong, and Ruth uh, Davidson can see it, that she obviously she can read or something, I don't know. But uh, there was also, yeah, the yes rallies as well, all at the same time. And obviously, nobody's going to pay attention to what the Russian uh, in electoral. Uh, guys, but they say well, I wonder if there's um, if there's more stuff that come out. I don't know if you saw any
0: of the, the videos that were put out there with
2: the the yes votes stacked on the no table and all that kind of thing. Yes, um, you saw well, I'm sure a lot of it went on. I mean, uh, uh, there probably a lot more people wanted independence, but they still don't real they still don't realise, as I say, what who the guys that, that took over the SNP actually are. They're, they've never studied into what, what is international socialism. Uh, it, it truly is uh, a holy cause for the internationalists to do away with the nation state. And the way that they do it is simply to use Trojan horses to dismantle what's already an amalgamation of countries, which is Britain, of course, uh, and start it off that way. But uh, you don't truly have a proper. There's never been a. You know the whole the whole farce of the thing is Scotland was never um, officially declared part of the Union and the Crown. You know, uh, it, was only, it was only a few years ago it was discovered in London that the charter came out. It was never signed by by the representatives in Edinburgh at the time. The High Court to join it. They simply had a recess because they didn't want to be, to put down as traitors. Uh, to, the, to the nation by selling it the sovereignty. And it was left at that, it was put to England unsigned, and it was kept there quiet in, a, in, a, in some kind of safe for a couple of hundred years, 300 years. So uh, this is history, this is real history, how uh, things are just a lot of farce. Even, even what we're living through today is all managed and stage managed for the general public. Um, And the big money boys, of course uh, Simply pay off the the right people at the right time And that's all there is to it It's always been that way But literally, I mean, I've I've gone through all the speeches of Rompuy I've gone through the history of uh, uh, the European Union And it was never intended to be democratic Never, ever It was intended to be an uh, authoritarian-led intelligentsia at the top uh, modelled after the Soviet style with the bankers involved in it, this time that was a difference, and that's exactly what you've got. And the dismantling now of the of the nations is to be underway But I mean, for a country to live, it, Scotland literally has never had wealth since World War Two. Um, they still haven't paid off the debt since World War Two, by the way. Uh, they just paid off the, the debt for World War One, and and I think it was nineteen ninety nine or the year two thousand. Um, so the stuff about World War Two and the Korean War and everything else since they to pay off in this compound interest debt scam so uh, it, it, if Scotland breaks away how much of the share they'd be paying this forever and ever and ever, that's why compound interest exists, it's internal slavery yeah, yeah. I mean, I think
1: the only reason they managed to pay off was of because uh, they don't have most of that <laughs> anyway so uh, yeah, the I'm wondering if if Cameron Cameron looks like he's going to be elected here or selected, whatever you want to call it. Um, so he's under this kind of uh, obligation, supposedly uh, given that he's going to hold a referendum on EU membership. Now, of course, they can they can rig that if they want to. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I just I just wonder if if they don't get give way with this English or rule rubbish, uh, they come back to Scotland and say, oh, you can have another go at this, the same way as they did the Irish, you know.
2: Well, they probably will. mm only one. They probably will, because they certainly want to get the whole thing going, this ball going, uh, for the total amalgamation. I mean, complete. Remember, they mean complete amalgamation under the EU. That literally puts your... And it's already there, where, where the Parliament of England is pretty well a provincial parliament. It's not a national parliament. Uh, and that's what they want. That That's a whole mandate for the EU union, you know.
1: Yeah, so I wonder, I wonder where we go from here. So, Sam, um, back to the great the, the of the, the nation state, I mean, the, the history behind that, the, where that concept first came from, and how far back does
2: that go? Uh, it's back to the, 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 the early 18th century, and um, that was the whole idea with the Union of the Crowns. And uh, as I say, it went to the High Court in Edinburgh, and uh, uh, the the standard history book from then on was that uh, they'd signed it and amalgamated and put us, put like, Scotland under the under the union of the crowns, uh, but subservient to to London or England, and um, uh, supposedly it wasn't ratified at all. And the news only came out a few years back. <laughs> so uh, did, you know, I always look back and say, does it really matter? Because uh, the same cons that happen today Worldwide on national and international Scales were going on back then too It's always been the same history Literally is A, uh, a, a made up nonsense uh, As far as reality goes And it's only centuries later Sometimes they can actually tell you a truth Because no one cares by then I've got to be told All here to the States That
1: exactly the same the thing was on the other day The one thing was on the other day but my girlfriend here told me they didn't even to count the votes that were thing. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't important enough. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, when, you, when, when you kind of look what these people are saying, that there's, there's so much um, information put out on both sides, that the whole thing is just set to confuse everybody.
2: Oh, absolutely, absolutely, totally confusing. And I was looking into uh, that, uh, the one that took over from Salmond, And I would laugh too. I said in one of my talks last weekend, I said, Salmond was the top guy. And then uh, his second in command was Sturgeon, a woman called Sturgeon, which is a fish. I said, something smells fishy here, you know. And and then she's married to the guy for the SNP who handles all the financial affairs and all the borrowing. I mean, it's all in the family type of thing. It's all the old story. It's all managed internally. And uh, they've even brought folk from other countries into the party to help run it. I mean, what's the point in the national government, unless it's nationals, literally, that, that are running it? <laughs> yeah. well, I just, first, I was up in Edinburgh two weeks ago,
1: two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, up in Edinburgh, and we uh, went up to the castle, did the tourist thing up there, and um, you got up there, and then went down to the national gallery, the Scottish National Gallery, gallery. Yeah. The, the concierge is a Chinaman, uh, you go in there, he's a Chinaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. you, go, you go into these, these shops on Prince's Street that are supposed to sell all Scottish souvenirs. They're all run by Pakistanis. <laughs> yep. they're, 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 there's nothing Scottish up in Scotland anymore. It's just, it's, uh, it's all gone. The, there is no no uh, culture department. This this fake thing can be there. you know, the, the Tanner, right? you got got these shops selling kilts there that are like you know, 40, 40 pounds. You know, They're obviously made in China or something because they're selling it in Scotland from the uh, Scottish wool or anything like that. Yep. Um, I was, I was saying to a colleague of mine uh, just the other day on one of the radio channel, shows that um, you know, it's, it's hard to see what English culture is at all, they don't even have any of that kind of fake stuff, there's just there's nothing, there's nothing like English yeah. culture. I mean, I, could, I, I can't even remember, I mean, I'm 51 I can't even remember what you'd associate with English culture, I, mean, I, I don't know, you slightly older people, perhaps. I, I, I don't know if you have any kind of concept of what that is, or British culture even.
2: Yes. Well, what's comical, too, is he even uh, one of the speeches last year that Simon gave, he said, under historic relationship to Pakistan. I said, well, boy, that's new to me, you know. But uh, you hear these quips put out there by national media, uh, and youngsters growing up will think, I guess we've always had a historic relationship with Pakistan. Uh, It's utter, absolute, fabricated nonsense. Uh, The whole idea, I remember, goes back to the Royal Institute for International Affairs, which still runs Britain today. And every, every government, regardless of Labour, or Liberal or Conservative, as the guys at the top, as Quigley said, the historian for that group, said that uh, they've always been uh, part of this one association for internationalism. And the big goal was always uh, a free trade uh, system across the planet, run by the big bankers and intelligentsia at the top, expert-run society. That's what we're under today. And the old books I have from their meetings Even going back to the 30s uh, They went into this whole whole idea And they had all the, all the countries they had at that time Under the British Commonwealth Including India And, uh, and the representatives from India uh, Gave their, 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 their questions and so on and answers uh, Along with the rest of them In the book in 1938 Which was put out and funded by the Rockefellers They pay for all of this stuff uh, Including their big giant international meetings And the the one from India, the representative from India said, uh, under the free trade agreements, this is back in the 30s, um, there'll be free trade uh, of goods and labor eventually. That was a transportation of labor across uh, borders will become irrelevant. And they said that when will we be allowed then to immigrate into places like Britain, you know, and England, Scotland, and so on. And they said it was too early at that time to do it. It might take another 40 years or 30 years before they can soften the people up to accept that coming in. And that's exactly what they did. Um, We're living in a big, long timetable, and I've never, ever forgotten the fact that we are in a timetable and these guys work in generations to get what they want. And again, quickly talked about that. He said, parties come and go. He says, as long, as long as the guys at the top all belong to the same club, they're sworn allegiance to this international club and the goals of it. He said, and the big foundations which back them, uh, that run all the NGOs, non-governmental organizations. He says, we can't fail. And he said, um, he said, because people are short-term thinkers and planners. They, if they can't do something in their lifetime, they give up. Whereas a foundation and a club and a society can have this mandate and they can work for centuries under the, going forward for the same beliefs and tenets and plans and never change and get what they want. And that's what we're living through. And we have been doing, going through this for centuries.
1: There's so much wrong with this, this Scottish vote, vote thing stuck in the middle of it. Uh, you could have started bombing in Syria again. They said they never would they never do that in you know, America. Yep. and Now they're trying to put boots on the ground in Iraq. No, and nobody's paying the slightest bit of attention to it. It's all been a oh, Scottish referendum, Scottish referendum, Scottish referendum. Mm-hmm. And uh, now and we've got this farce uh, of a climate uh, convention uh, with um, so many thousands of attendees all flying in on private jets and all the rest of it um, they, I think it's a the rally in uh, California and they, they bust in 550 busloads of activists uh, and no mention of a carbon footprint for those guys of course but um, mm-hmm. somebody uh, pulled up, I think it's PG Media uh, they interviewed Robert F. Kennedy I'm not going to change the here a bit but kind of positive, of the communist kind of thing and um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and he's on there talking about um, people who deny climate change should be jailed, you know, again, yeah. uh, and they should be treated as war criminals in the Hague, all this kind of, the same way as war criminals in the Hague. And uh, the the presenter said, well, well what about politicians? He said, oh no no no, you can't you can't blame them. It's, a, the, it's the individual, you know. The yeah. And then uh, she tackles him, or somebody tackles him later on, and he's uh, asked him to be able to use mobile phone. You know, because of all the you know the, the equipment that's used to you know um, f- fuel, the mobile phone engine, the the masts, all the answers, you the know, rest of it. And he says, "No, no, I will do that." He "What about your car?" And then he starts attacking the questioner. You know, and then the the, the the gatekeeper comes in and tries to shut her up. Uh, he tries to grab the microphone off her, and you know, all this stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's okay, it's okay for everybody else, but not them. And yeah. uh, and I some the same. Uh, internet nice to a load of photographs from from that, uh, that, that rally, as they call it, and they're all they're all communist parties or socialist parties or socialist movements, mm-hmm. and uh, it's basically, you know the point of the article is that they're, they're taking the blinkers off now. You know that that's it. You know the the fully out in the open is communist now. Yeah, and, and just call it uh, all, it's, it's all for climate change like fucking capitalism. Um, and I mean going back to Scotland, i mean Salmon, is one of these guys who uh, said he, he wanted to make Scotland the Green Capital in Europe, and uh, wanted to cover the country in windmills and all this stuff. And uh, I, wonder, I wonder what they're going to do with all these power stations shut down in Scotland and uh, people start to boost their death and we'll actually get the message. <laughs> but um, that's, that's all going on. And, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, what's, your, what's your feelings on the whole climate thing?
2: The climate days? thing? Yeah. Well, the, the climate thing is nothing new. It's been going on since... Uh, A lot of the publications came out about it by um, Teller. He was a scientist who came up with the H-bomb way back in the the, the late 50s or whatever. But he also at the same time in the 50s put forth uh, a plan for the Pentagon to spray the skies for, for... for for two functions, one would be mainly mainly for geo for 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 uh, for, for warfare purposes. They could literally uh, use climate uh, for for warfare purposes by spraying it with aluminum type particles and other metallic particles, which would cool the planet. They could they could bring on famine or rain, or they could dissipate rain depending on the mixture they used, and give you drought. And they could also divert the jet stream by using uh, ELF waves, uh, extremely low frequency waves, uh, th- along with aluminum. Make it, in other words, the atmosphere would be turned into a big circuit, uh, very con- conducive to, to electronic circuitry or, or, or current, I should say. Uh, and they also said at that time uh, that this, this also had effect on the human brain. So you could literally conquer nations, it would make all the bombs obsolete. Uh, conquer the nations by either tranquilizing the public, making them docile, etc., um, and at the same time you could uh, bring down enemies by diverting rain from them. It's interesting that even Iran has been getting a drought for like a long time now, because the water is all falling in the, uh, Way off way offshore. Uh, and, and one of the seas there And getting diverted off Same thing's happening off California too, by the way uh, It should be dumped on California But it's not It's all getting dumped in the Pacific Just before it hits it So this is exactly what Taylor talks about And uh, uh, we know that they've used uh, Weather warfare uh, in Vietnam And different places too But this is a geo- This is a worldwide plan uh, for, for, for a global control And I'll tell you There's an old movie now It was, it was it was the Highlander 2, I don't know if you remember that movie, uh, the, the Highlander 2, where the guy, um, the, the mortal guy, he, he, uh, he comes up with, uh, that, was, that was when the, the whole fad at the time was the hole in no the ozone layer, we're all going to get fried, uh, that NASA came out with. And they were the only guys with equipment, by the way, who could see it. Nobody else could see it, it which is a great scam. But anyway, so in, in the movie, Highlander 2, the guy had invented... Uh, a shield would stop the the, the the ultraviolet light coming in across the world And in a company, as he got older, a company took it over And had the whole world at ransom because they had total weather control In, in order to, put, uh, to, quote, save their lives, you see And even though uh, the holes were gone by then, but nobody knew uh, You can imagine giving that kind of power to a single world authority And that's what they want us all to do, by the way uh, give us, them all a uh, uh, power to I, uh, IPCC And um, and they'll have total control over the weather, climates and, and geoengineering of the whole planet Now they came out a few months ago at their big world meeting And said that if we don't, uh, if we do sign on Even though they've been doing it and they won't admit to it uh, They've been doing it steadily since 1998 Across Canada at least uh, and uh, but they said if if we sign on legally, I'll do it. Uh, we could never turn back, just like that movie. You could never turn back because the effects would be catastrophic. They said. Didn't say why it'd be catastrophic if they stopped doing it. But the fact is, the the climate uh, uh, havoc we're having at the moment is simply high scientific magical uh, 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 spells on the general population. As they blame us for what they're actually doing to us. And the whole idea is to get us to convince that we are the problem. And so many goals will be accomplished by this because all of those top uh, scientists are all eugenicists. They all want massive uh, depopulation of the world. They want to bring in the mandates to to decide who can breed and who won't breed to bring down the populations. Uh, All the old Fabian socialist agendas will be fulfilled by this. Uh, You can also transfer vast uh, populations from one place where they create massive drought to other places You can soak places that are bread baskets and cause their stuff to rot in the fields Which is happening here in Canada right now in parts of the States So it's it's a fantastic uh, uh, weapon and just like Taylor said, it would render all the A-bombs and H-bombs obsolete Uh, This has been going on steadily, daily now, uh, pretty well worldwide since 1998
0: yeah. but um, yeah. I've, got, uh, yeah. I've got a hold uh, yeah. yeah. of my thing here which uh, is it. it's, it's beyond all doubt there's not better to do it but there's a uh, lot of degrees but here's the um, here's the 20th conference on plans and you we know, weather modification uh, and this is to take place between the 4th and 8th of January this, uh, next year, 2015 uh, and it says the 20th conference on planned and inadvertent weather modification, sponsored by the American Meteorological Society and organized by the American Meteorological Society's Committee on Planned and Inadvertent Weather Modification, will be on the 14th of January 2015, as part of the 95th AMS annual meeting in Tarasora. And all the registration, level blah, 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 hotels. So you've got to get all these um, greenies to run the dungeons, all that again. And then uh, the massive hotel bills. Um, but the theme for 2015 uh, for the annual meeting is fulfilling the vision of weather, water, and climate information for every needs, time, and place. The Interdisciplinary aspects of our science are also being emphasized following this theme. The 20th conference on climate and adaptive weather communication is soliciting papers on a wide range of traditional and interdisciplinary topics. The needs of water resource managers and, and the so in other words the we need water so they're going to it
2: they want to Yeah, it. yeah uh, you're, you're really, really breaking up there with the phone yeah, i sure um,
0: because i be one second
3: Okay, we're, we're back live. Hopefully, and uh, people can hear me a bit better. Um, we were just discussing the the twentieth conference on planned and inadvertent weather mod- modification. Now, I you know I had a kind of rough idea of what inadvertent meant, but I thought I'd look it up in the dictionary, and it says non not intended. So <laughs> I mean, yeah. w- when when they're talking about you know uh, oh these storms just appear from nowhere, um, well maybe that's an, a consequence of uh, inadvertent weather modification or. Uh, you know, the, the planned variety. I mean, they, they say it's planned and inadvertent. They're not saying they're not doing it.
2: That's right. And you remember, too, you got to remember, too, this big investment in this geoengineering. Massive. I mean, look at the chemical companies alone and the mining companies that are involved for all these metallic particles, such barium, and stront- there's even strontium in there, and aluminum oxide, and various other things, too. They're, at- they're talking about adding sulfur, too, which will really kill us off quickly. But uh, to save us, of course, they might kill us. But uh, the thing is, too, uh, it's a multi-billion dollar probably a trillion dollar industry worldwide uh, Big investors, and the same investors will be involved in the futures market Now they have the food up on the, on, the, on the global market Where they can literally uh, bet, they put massive bets on what, con- what countries are going to have a, a crop failure because of drought And what countries will go have crop failures because of flooding uh, it's a perfect system where you can literally make the future happen if you're an investor and be guaranteed a winner. Because they, they'll t- tell which countries will be left alone, which I'm sure they'll make sure they're left alone, uh, which will produce all the, the highly expensive vegetables and everyone else, you know. So this is a great, the greatest scam ever. that the, the power they'll wield, they do wield already, actually, for, for this. Uh, just the other day, I, I noticed that uh, um, parts of the, the US. Uh, Bordering Canada uh, On this side here Going down from Ontario all the way down uh, They've been getting soaked as well So much so that they've got a shortage of firewood this year Just like up here Because um, the companies themselves Couldn't get out to log There's so much mud and and rain and all the rest of it And you can't cut safely uh, With with all this slimy stuff When you're walking around with a chainsaw And uh, so and then the long, long winters we're getting now—two extended winters. We're right into uh, April, in fact, this year. We uh, were getting uh, forty below, forty below degrees up here. I Never heard of before. Uh, just uh, just the uh, uh, last Thursday there, it was uh, four degrees before freezing. Below freezing here. This is September. Never never happened before. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, yeah. going on with this uh, this conference, uh, <laughs> there's the, the, some of the subheadings here are. Uh, joint sessions are planned, and papers are encouraged in the following areas: climate engineering, or ad- advertent climate modification, which is the planned variety. Um, with the seventh seventh symposium on aerosol-cloud climate interactions, uh, impacts of anthropogenic aerosols on clouds, precipitation, circulation, and severe storms. So they're basically they're, they're admitting there that this is man-made aerosols um, causing severe storms. That's right. Um, Uh, As always, papers are encouraged, but not limited to the following areas. Uh, Physical evidence of cloud seeding effects and general weather modification aspects. Uh, Hydrological applications to weather modification projects and evaluation. Recent developments in understanding natural cloud processes and aerosol cloud interactions relevant to weather modification. Uh, The development and refinement of conceptual models, including those for enhancing precipitation and mitigating the severity of storms. Applications of numerical models to planned and inadvertent weather modification topics. Um, So they're obviously modelling out uh, everything they're going to do and uh, going ahead with it. Um, Societal. This is an interesting one. Societal and economic effects of planned and inadvertent weather modification. That's the last one. So uh, the effects it's going to have on society of um, basically... Oh, they already, they already
2: know. They've been, doing, they've been doing quite studies, especially in Canada with the National Health Service and System and a central computer in Ottawa, where all doctors' visits and clinics' visits and hospitals uh, immediately send uh, reports that goes to Ottawa, and they keep a, a, a real-time data update on, on the effects it's having across the whole country, the breathing in of these aerosols and, and all the other uh, things that are happening to us. So they know da- damn well all the, all the things it's doing to us. They know damn well, yeah
3: yeah i wonder I wonder if that's who they are getting their papers from from some of these uh, high up doctors uh, reporting the effects or, or, yes you know or yeah. whatever uh yeah but i mean uh, it's there in black and white it's a, it's admitted they're doing it uh and it's also admitted that they don't know what the, some of the effects are
2: oh they do know they don't know what they know all right uh, they've known for I mean it's quite easy to do a search and look at aluminum oxide effects, I'm just breathing that in uh barium same thing uh, sulfur for sure. And you'll get constant bronchitis. You can't clear it up. I'll keep uh, treating it with different things. But uh, as, as soon as you stop the antibiotics or whatever, it's back again because you're breathing in highly uh, high contaminants and irrit- irritants into your the linings of your lungs and so on. It kills off the alveolar tissue in your lungs. Uh, but apart from that too, you also have the mental problems because um, the, the aluminum oxide goes to the brain. You know. And it causes pre-senile dementia. It's, all, it's been known since the nineteen seventies. It does that. Barium is much the same. So these things all have their toxic effect, and they're, they're damn well aware. And they'll be monitoring in real time all, all the, the increases in all these things and keeping it quiet. I noticed in, in the late nineties when they started spraying heavily, and I talked to pharmacists because I could see by, by, by my own sort of observations, uh, pharmacists uh, uh, what the biggest sellers. Were asked, I'd ask them questions. Uh, Any increase in anything And the biggest sellers today are all kinds of antihistamines And so on because of nasal problems Bronchial problems um, uh, Phlegm problems Uh, uh, That's their biggest problem today Since this all started So they know damn well Now the thing is too, the mental problems As I say, uh, in the early tests They did with the ELF Because they're using the ELF along with it That's all the the, the magnetic uh, waves and so on to stimulate uh, these particular uh, formation of clouds as well, and alter the jet streams that came out with the Harp documentation admitted they could actually alter the jet streams. They could take rain away from an area, dump it somewhere else, or bring rain to your area. Well, that has been happening for the last few years, and um, and also too uh, the ELF uh, had effects on on uh, human beings and and domestic pets. By the way. Because they tried, they, tried it, they did a big survey, uh, and I think it was Maine, was it the country, the 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 state that they chose to to try it on, uh, back in the '90s, using electromagnetic waves from the harp and focusing it on that area, and they had a massive rise in in uh, domestic violence, uh, domestic animals biting their owners, uh, even cattle were going crazy in the fields, and then then when, when they altered the frequency just a just a tiny little bit. Um, then they make the people all passive. And this is all reported through social workers, police and hospital visits and veterinarians. And so, so they know exactly what it does to us depending on the frequency they choose to use.
3: Yeah, yeah. I was more talking about the, the inadvertent effects of, of what they've done to the weather. Do you, do you think they're fully aware of everything that they're, they're doing and how oh, it affects Absolutely.
2: The absolutely. In fact, they, they, they'd know it all before they started it because they've done it on testing since about the 1950s on select areas, on, on small areas, yeah. And then they follow up always. They always follow up by testing the population that they've tested things on. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, are there, are there any any areas of the world where this isn't going on that you know of?
2: There, there, there were some. In fact, I get stuff from all over the world uh, about it, and uh, uh, there were some places that weren't getting it directly. They were getting stuff blown over, like Switzerland, but now they're getting it too. Uh, probably. So, 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 I noticed at the time, '98, I think it was. Uh, some of the countries, including Canada, signed a, something called the Open Skies Treaty, and it was very confusing what it was. It's a little paragraph. You couldn't find any data on it. But then, when I did get anything at all about a year later, it turned out that it was to allow foreign pilots for the uh, military planes for the first time, supposedly under the guise to, to check that you weren't building nuclear plants or, or missile plants and so on. This was the, this is the, the con that they used. And but that was that, that that went along with, with the, the heavy spraying starting too, because it's an inter- international forces that are doing this. Uh, it's too much for one particular country's air force, uh, and so pretty well every country in the world signed on to it. I know that Iran right as for the last few years has been getting heavily heavily sprayed, and not by themselves, and all their water is getting dumped well away from them. So they're they're going through a drought. It's a great. Remember, it was designed initially for weather warfare.
3: Yeah, it's been, it's been going on since, uh, I believe, the 40s, is it? 40s or 50s? Yeah,
2: in the 40s they tried it for sure, yeah. And then in the 50s they really stepped it up. In the 70s they had a big, that Vietnam to test it all out on. Yeah. And they did test it out there and, and dumped there lots and lots of rain on the trails there to make it so muddy that the cotton the couldn't move through it, yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know how we, we can ever stop this kind of thing going on, but, uh, I
2: mean... You can't, because you see, the thing is... Your governments are not your governments; they are puppet regimes. All of them are puppet regimes. How you get on in, in politics is not to know anything; is you get on and you get up the ladder by knowing what questions not to ask. Yeah, and that's how you get up the ladder. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I mean, in terms of uh, like pilots or or people like that, I mean, is I mean, is there any way that uh, oh, even somebody in the military, I don't know who, who suddenly develops a conscience. I mean, do you, do you ever see any of these guys being able to come forward and say this is what's going on? And uh
2: no, they're all threatened by the losing their jobs. I have folk who in, the, in the, some of the big airline companies who see it all the time, uh, but they can't say anything about it at all. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose I think it's all pilots are under the official Secrets act, don't they? Even domestic yeah, airline well, pilots. They're,
2: everybody's. In, they're all they're all threatened with losing their license if they say a thing. Yeah. That, that's the big one. Is it? This whole system works on blackmail. The, the whole system we're living in. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. these folk can go home and face their families knowing that they're, they've just dumped a load of chemicals on them. Do you know I like that? Yes.
2: Uh-huh. And what's interesting too is that some of these pilots that send me all the photographs from the big the airliners and so on, um, they're giving all kinds of excuses too. When they, Their biggest problem right now is coming into big, big areas in like North America and they see it heavily, heavily sprayed. Why would they sp- be spraying especially over populated areas? Eh? Why? If it was for weather control, you'd be spraying it all over. The, which they are to an extent. Sometimes they'll even spray it offshore in countries like Britain uh, and let it blow across uh, to, just to throw you off. You won't see the, the trails directly sometimes. But in uh, big big uh, continents, you've got to spray inland, land. And... Um, It's quite interesting to see that the pilot's biggest problem is actually seeing the landing now, the landing strips and and so on, and and, uh, that that they're all complaining about this amongst themselves. And I get all the info fed here. Uh, They're fed nothing by the towers that guide them in, and uh, they can see it all with a naked eye as well. So um, they're, they're they're depending totally upon computerized navigation to get them down.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I um I had somebody having a go at uh, some of the folk in the chat box a couple of months ago uh, regarding the the fact that oh well you know these things used to come out the back of uh, World War Two bombers etc. And uh, I got a hold of some documentation from uh, some some documents and a book as well, which was written about the Spitfires and the the engines they used and the, the Lancaster bombers and stuff. And it pointed out the fact that they were burning something like twenty-one liters of or twenty-one, twenty gallons of oil an hour, or something, and that mm-hmm. was what was covered the back of it. And a, fr- a friend right. of mine went went down to uh, Duxford where they have the air show and spoke to some of the engineers down there, and they, they actually were good enough to start this thing up for them on the ground, and all this suit and everything came out the back, and you'd say, oh yeah, well that that's that's a proper chemtrail, and it's black, you know, it's not these white things we see in the sky, but um, that's right. They, oh, I lost my train thought. That I was going to say something about. Um, uh, yeah, driving across Europe, like like you say, they have to spray the stuff over over the land where it's clearly visible. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, driving across Europe, it's, it's just non-stop from France to Bulgaria, you know, it's everywhere. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, the the head of the Serbian Green Party came out and uh, demanded that his government shoot these planes down mm-hmm. when they were spraying over the country, and I think he, he disappeared somewhere um, into the ether. Um, but... Yeah. I mean, there are, there are people out here there who know what's going on, and you know, some of them it would seem aren't scared enough to say something. But then, of course, they disappear, and then somebody else thinks, "Well, that's not going to happen to me," and uh, they shut up about it. But um, well,
2: the, whole, the whole plan, so much of this whole big uh, world future plan, depend for total control over, say, reproduction, everything, the way you live—a completely new way of living—an uh, authoritarian society in a post-democratic world. All hinges upon us believing that we are causing our own extinction, and, and this, this is the big hammer that they have over you. And this is why the it's like the, O'Brien said in 1984, and, or was 1984. If I say we can fly, we can fly, and you better believe it. Uh, it's, this is the mantra they won't ta- they won't tolerate anyone saying you're causing it. You, you know, you guys, you, 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 we are big. The air forces are causing this. You're bringing it on deliberately. They won't stand for that They must make us believe the opposite This fantasy that is our problem Our fault uh, and, and because of that We must give up all our rights From birth to death For a whole new way of living All crammed together In these new big slums for us all Except for the, the elite and wealthy Who already have their, their super towns uh, Built across the world in fact so this is the big agenda. We must believe it's our fault. And that's why they will not tolerate. And that's why guys are coming out and saying they should kill anybody who says it doesn't exist. You know, everything hinges upon the, the, this belief getting ran through, Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, we've only got about seven minutes to go. But uh, yeah, I mean, on on the same kind of um, points, uh, we've got Nigel Farage now coming out, going on about jihadis and all this, but, and, and why we have to give up our our, um, our rights for security. <laughs> You know, yeah. uh, this, the same the same thing as uh, all the rest of them, um, but of course I think he's he's hoped to get in government next time around uh, as a coalition with uh, Mr. Cameron, so that's n- that's no surprise there. But yeah, um, yeah he's he, he's he's held up as uh, the great savior of Britain uh, for some reason, uh, yeah. despite the fact his background's in the city of London and he thinks that the city of London should be given more control over the economy. Well, I don't I don't know who he thinks is running it, but uh,
2: yes, obviously he's, yeah. uh,
3: he's he's pretty misinformed.
2: But we're, we're always given our leaders. We're, we've always been given our leaders to follow, yeah. Mm-hmm. They they'll always say they'll always say to the begin with, 100% of the time, to begin with, they'll always say uh, what we all know is happening just to get you on board, and then you start divert off like the Pied Piper and you start following them. That's the this, this typical standard, very ancient agenda right up to the present day, yeah. They give us our leaders, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So, okay, um, what's, how do I put it? In terms of okay, we've just had this big this big climate thing. Well, I think it's still going on, isn't it? Um, what, what do you think the next big push is going to be to to bring in the next stage of this kind of whole control thing? Is it is it going to be the, the wars? Is it going to be the the climate stuff? Is it or an amalgamation of all of it? Oh,
2: well, they'll use all of it. Uh, it's order out of chaos. First, you must create the chaos to confuse and terrify everybody to bring in a a, a terrible mandate which they'll accept. Uh, and that's what you you do right now You put them in fear of everything in their very lives Their very existence on a daily basis uh, Food shortages, hyperinflation Wars, immediate extinction by jihadists Whatever it happens to be Put it all together And then they bring out their their, their saviors with their policies For a whole Remember what they said, Tunal Gore said A radically, completely new way of living They mean it It will be totally unlike anything that's ever existed before Yeah and, and it's all planned. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. Even, I mean, even the past ten years of my life, I've I've seen the changes. Uh, I mean, just just going through the airports. And, I mean, pe- people people yeah. must must notice it, but uh, seemingly they're yeah. oblivious to it. Um, we came through um, Gatwick uh, f- last week, a week a week or so ago, ten days ago, whatever, um, a week ago, and you know, you go through there, uh, and for a change, uh, I didn't get stopped, but my girlfriend did and searched mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact despite the fact that she was in one of the airport's own wheelchairs they searched the wheelchair oh. yeah you know and <laughs> you think well hold on you supplied that if you find something in it you know you're to blame not not me not my girlfriend and yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and then of course you get the um, the rather uh, masculine looking woman uh, wants wants to grope her uh, uh-huh. so much so that she had to do it twice you know yeah uh, and uh, I I get stopped virtually well nine times out the last ten travelling on my own I've been stopped and searched mm-hmm. and uh, the only other times I've not been searched is when I've been travelling with somebody else and they've searched them yeah. so uh, you know I don't know if that's a if it's a way to wind you up or whatever but uh, I, I stood I stood beside her when I was when she was getting searched and the 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 again the Pakistani security guy uh, mm-hmm. said to me um, no you you can move on sir. Uh, she 's all right, I said well, in fact she 's not all right she doesn 't like being groped by another woman mm-hmm. you know she 's not all right, so that i 'm staying here and then, and then of course they search, they search two of her bags just just to you know rub some mm-hmm. salt into the wound as well. but, yeah. um, it were but um i 'd say i 'd say possibly fifty percent of the the security staff in the airport are Muslims. I, I know, i know. You yeah, know, and yeah. you're thinking, "What's what's this about?" You know, obviously, it's to wind you up, but uh, you know, you're thinking, "Well, hold on a second, that should be searching you." You know, it's, it's yeah, exactly. Of, you know, well,
2: so um, everything's turned upside down. You see, all logic's turned upside down. All the contractors for the taxis companies in Britain and elsewhere, and Canada as well, are generally put out by Muslims to Muslims. Muslim, yeah, companies. So, so what's what's the score? Where all should be terrified of Muslims? I mean. Who's kidding? Who here? You know. <laughs>
3: yeah, you, you you wouldn't get in a cab, would you? I mean, I, I we went down to visit my mum and dad, and this this conversation came up about um, I can't remember who they mentioned, but they mentioned somebody about terrorism and stuff. And I said, "Dad, it, it's all a joke." I says, "If you wanted to cause real terror, you walk into a Tesco's and you blow yourself up, and every supermarket in the country shuts down within an hour."
2: Yes, yes. You, yes.
3: you don't go to an airport, you know. And, and, yeah. uh, it, but they just don't get it. It's it's funny. They they. I mean, they're, they're fully competent, but um, they still don't get it. You know, you can't say, well... They don't,
2: they don't get it, but I'll tell you, if, if you look at the Agenda 21 program and the Millennium Project, did they talk about eventually uh, you have to be put in your own uh, deliberately planned uh, system of, of communitarianism, a little community that you live in, and you'll work in, you'll be born in you to be born, uh, and you'll work in, in the job they give you till you die... And you won't go outside that area. There should be no private vehicles, simply essential vehicles only. But they're also talking about international travel, will be totally restricted to essential travel only. This this is the system that they're bringing in, and, and everything is underway to make it happen. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, let me go back to um, what uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was, was saying at this uh, climate convention. He said that uh, the car manufacturers should be forced to build cars that will do 40 miles to the gallon uh, or um, build electric cars. But there was no mention made, of course, of what's going to produce the electricity to to fuel up these cars.
2: No, it all comes from atomic energy and, uh, it costs an awful lot more. A lot of of the energy is lost in the heat, as you well know, as you charge. So it's one of the most wasteful things there is, but that doesn't matter. Uh, The whole point is to make it appear that it's unsustainable uh, using gasoline. As long as the appearances work, We'll all we'll all sign our lives and our futures away. Yeah, we're terrified. That, that's what it's all about. It's all um, magic in a sense. A magic spell is simply by uh, um, giving the illusion of something and making the people believe it. And, and that's what all this is about. Because everything, as I say, for this whole world agenda that's led up to this period in time in history hinges upon us giving up all our rights to save ourselves, that we are the enemies. the Club of Rome said. Humanity, then, is the problem, is the enemy. And they must, therefore, uh, cull the herd, bring down the numbers drastically, and, and manage our lives from birth to death, like Gerfeck in Scotland, uh, a, a government appointee to every child born who will literally... A quiz that child as they grow up to make sure they're politically correct and they believe all the right things. 1984, just like Winston, Winston saw. Uh, you must believe what you're told and parrot the party line, or else you die. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, uh, for- fortunately, that uh, the official start of Gurfek has been put back to 2016, I believe. And uh, my my grandson was born a couple of weeks ago, so uh, he's he's outside that, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's the way we're going certainly. And uh, unfor- unfortunately, the young people in Scotland all thought they were they were voting for some form of independence um, in in the true sense of the word. But uh, you know, unfortunately, they were never going to get it. So that's that's where we started off. That's where we should end, that's I suppose. Right. Um, okay, Alan. Uh, great to talk to you again. And um, we'll do it again next month. Whatever. I don't. We we'll need to sort of uh, next month's date. I think we're kind of we've gone off off our timetable, as it were. But uh, whatever date mm-hmm. suits you. Whatever it is Oh, so yeah,
2: it's okay. We'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah. Okay,
3: okay. okay. Thanks again, Alan, and, uh, Take talk to you soon. Yeah. Take care. Take care. Bye now. Cheers now. Bye-bye.
0: You're listening to Awake Radio. Straight talk to the awake and aware.